I see a lot of new faces this morning, and there will be somebody there that can direct you as to where the children go. Uh, children have to be signed in, so make sure a parent is with you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You ready? <clears throat> Sing same power again. the crowd. 
Our sleep tonight. You ought to be doubly awake and uh, ready to, to participate. Uh, just a quick word, a couple things I did not mention. Right after the service, we're going to meet together uh, talking about the Madrigal dinner. We're getting closer. There's only three weeks between us and the Madrigal. So there are things we need to talk about and make some, some final arrangements for. And then a little bit later, give you a chance to pray. A couple of you would like to join in and pray. And maybe something that you see over these next few minutes or something that you hear will provoke you to want to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. You know, all of us have somebody that we look up to. I think of people who have sort of been heroes in my life. My oldest brother is one of those. I've always looked up to him. He... Uh, he was always a little bit better at sports than me, and he just carried himself well, and, and he was a good guy. And I'm glad that I had him in my life as, when I was young to look up to. But there are people that, are, that we look up to because of maybe courage, because they're brave and they've shown it, maybe some because of character, because they always seem to handle themselves so well. Do you know anybody like that? Uh, it may be that some are heroes because of what they've done. Because of what they've done. But whatever the reason, there, there are heroes in most of our life. And as you work through Genesis, we've been in Genesis chapters 1 through 12 for the last nine weeks. And two more and we're finished. But we've looked at where did that come from? Now, I thought this morning for just a very few minutes, we'd look at where the heroes come from. And there are heroes in Genesis. I think the first probably would be Noah. Uh, the first one that comes to my mind, uh, Noah was a special guy. He was righteous in the way that he lived. He, he believed God enough to build a preposterous boat. Uh, when no one thought that it could possibly be needed, uh, Noah believed God. <coughs> but there was one man that stands out on any short list of, of biblical heroes, and that's the man Abram or Abraham. And if you'll look with me for just a few minutes, I want to read a couple verses out of Genesis chapter 12 that gives us some hints of why Abraham was special, and then we'll go over to Hebrews 11 where it elaborates a little on his life. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Genesis 12, the first three verses. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And then the first three words of verse 4 says, So Abraham went. So Abram went. You know, I, I see three things real quickly about Abraham here. The first is, obvious, is that he heard the call of God. And Hebrews of the faith have a unique relationship with God, or unique communion with God, to where they hear his voice. Abraham stands out throughout Scripture because from the first call, when God said, I want you to leave everything familiar, and I want you to go out to a land that I'll show you. And from that first call, Abraham was aligned with the voice of God. You know, we don't hear the audible voice of God. I don't know what Abraham heard. I don't hear the audible voice of God. But I hear the voice of God through his word, and I hear it through his spirit. And my ongoing life needs to be propelled and perpetuated through the voice of God. And if any of us are to be heroes of the faith, it will come through first hearing the call of God and then beginning to listen to his voice. Then, then you see a second thing in that section. He says uh, not only did he hear the call, but there was a change that came into his life. And heroes of the faith are always being changed. They're always being transformed. They're always being made to be like God. Abraham, the first thing that happened was he changed his locale. He left his family. He left everything familiar, and he went out to a new land. He changed his habitat. But he also changed his lifestyle because he is now totally dependent on God for everything. And as I was watching and listening to the, the North Korean lady at the beginning. I've, I've seen that a couple times now. And I was touched by the fact that she was totally dependent on God, weren't you? Her life was, was totally uh, dependent on God's ongoing uh, supply of grace and just his communion, just to walk with him. And that's how it sustained her through prison, through the death of her husband, through terribly difficult times. The same is true of us, is that God will bring change into our life when we hear his call. Then I I see the hint of a third thing. We'll see this more fully in Hebrews 11. But that heroes have to think beyond the present circumstance. Now, we are pretty well bound to these 70 years and all the things in 80 years or 90 years and all the things that make them up. Uh, We are totally involved in this life. But heroes of the faith can see beyond this life. Did you see that in that Korean lady? Could you hear that in her words? That she saw something beyond this life. Out of Hebrews chapter 8, 11, I'm going to start reading at verse 8, Hebrews 11, 8, and I'm going to read a few verses about Abraham. Listen carefully. I'm going to make just a couple comments. It says, verse 8, By faith 
Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive for an inheritance. And so he went out, not knowing where he was going. And by faith he went and lived in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. That's a hero of the faith. They can see beyond today to what the Lord is doing in the future and knowing that he has told controls of what's coming. And then it goes on in verse 13. I'll back up to verse 11. Verse 11. By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. And let me just pause there long enough to ask the question, and you know the answer. Did Abraham and Sarah live their faith out perfectly? Did they ever have a doubt? Did they ever disobey? Yes. And so while they didn't live out their faith perfectly, when God summarizes their life, and he does it here in Heaven's Hall of Hebrews, uh, Heaven's Hall of Heroes in Hebrews 11, that when he summarizes their life, he says he was a man of faith. By faith, Abraham. And so we, we all have feet of clay. Sometimes we're going to doubt, and sometimes we're going to have difficulty. But don't you want someday the Lord to look back on your life and say, that was a life lived by faith, even with the missteps. Verse 12. Therefore from uh, one man, him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grain of sands by the seashore. God responded to his faith. Then look at verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear they're seeking a homeland. And if they'd been thinking of that land from which they'd gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. And therefore... God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And I think you have a summary of what it means to be a hero of the faith there. But it's not above our attainment. That's the call on our lives this morning. That's the call that the Lord has on your life this morning. First, hear his call. The Lord is calling you to himself. He's always calling people to himself. He says, come to me, you who labor, you who are weary, and I will give you rest. That's the call of God on our lives this morning. And then as we listen to his call and we tune in to his voice, we begin to see that the Lord changes us and he enables us step by step to trust him through this life. He enables us to face the difficulties and also to enjoy the good times. He enables us. And then finally, the Lord gives us a vision that this isn't all there is. Do you know, folks, this morning that this isn't all there is? And, and aren't you glad that we have a city 
that the Lord's prepared for us. That he's prepared a city. Are you going there? Are you confident that you know the Lord Jesus and you're going there? That's why he came. To call us to himself. He's prepared for them a city. And by faith, Abraham lived his life. He was a hero. The Lord's looking for heroes. He's looking. We wouldn't call ourselves heroes. None of us would. Abraham wouldn't have called himself a hero. When he looked back on his life, he would have said, But Lord, I failed here and I failed there. But the Lord says, You were a man of faith. And we look back today and says, He was a hero. When I look around the world today, there are lots of heroes. We're going to hear from a couple of them in just a moment by video. But there are people who have this same kind of kinship, this same kind of relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The, the people whose lives are being changed and transformed by the Lord day by day. And then people who are looking forward to that city. You'll see that common confidence just as that North Korean lady. And I'm just impressed that as we, as we make the transition and watch a video or two, you'll have an opportunity to pray. And we invite you to pray out. Maybe we'll stay focused on, on the persecuted church. Maybe something will grab your attention that you'd like to pray a sentence, a paragraph over. That's something that becomes important to you and that the Lord speaks to you on. But I'm just impressed that we should stop for a minute and thank the Lord for, I believe her name was Hei Wu, uh, that we saw at the beginning. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we have people who have gone before us. People like Noah, people like Abraham. While not perfect, Lord, their life was characterized by faith. They trusted you. And Lord, their vision was of a city that's to come. They didn't see it physically, and we may not either. But we believe, God, that you've gone to prepare a place for us, that where you are, we may be also. Lord, if there's someone who does not have that confidence this morning, who doesn't have the confidence that they have trusted Christ as Savior and Lord of their life, and that they know that because of their faith and because of what Jesus has done, that someday they'll dwell with you. Lord, if there's anyone like that, would you convince them through your spirit this morning and draw them to yourself? And then, Lord, we look at people like this lady from North Korea. And I give you thanks for her. And as we watch her life and we listen to the way that she learned to lean on you, it shows us anew and afresh what a great God we serve, that you can take us through the valley as well as over the mountain. Lord, thank you. Thank you for Heiwu. Thank you for the countless others that you're nurturing and loving today through your spirit. Lord, as we spend these few moments in praying, Help us to see your church, the larger church, much larger than Wellspring, but your church around the world, and enlarge our vision for how many in your church are struggling that have terrible hardship. Lord, move in our hearts, we pray, for Jesus' sake. Amen.